0: Hello, this is a quick introduction to advise that the podcast does often include adult themes and adult language, both from the books and the hosts. The podcast does also include spoilers for the books that are being discussed. There may also be occasions where you can hear us drinking cocktails, and if you're really lucky, you may be able to hear the sounds of our pet Pooch Peggy walking around and scratching herself. Enjoy! (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode four of Celebrity Book Club.
1: Oh, is this what we're going to release as episode four?
0: Yeah, I know. Everything's a little bit jumbled up, isn't it? It's a bit out of order, a bit weird. This is news
1: to me. This will
0: be episode four. This will be New Year's Day episode. (laughs) And boy, are you in for a treat. I know, yeah, right. So, today... We are discussing the comic book.
1: Oh, before we continue, okay. can we just make a comment that we've not yet received a copy of the television film version of the Britney Spears
0: novel? And I, I know. And I tell you what, the app that I use to upload all this stuff gives me the geographical analytics of everyone that listens to mm-hmm. it. 12% of our listeners are in America. Now I don't know who that twelve percent is, but they're really they're really letting us down. You need right to now.
1: really pull your finger out, yeah, please.
0: They're the ones we're they're the ones we're waiting on. We're
1: basically. in dire need of watching. What's it called? Brave Brave New Girl. Brave
0: New Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We're in dire need of watching it. So this is more a plea more than anything else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just give to podcasters full time podcasters. <laughs> The uh, the dream of the Britney Spears film. Anyway, anyway, I wanted to say that before we continued.
0: Uh, well, good. Good bit of business. Thank at the you. Top.
1: Normally we do business and you were just going to launch straight into it.
0: Oh, right. Apologies. Well, Is there anything
1: else you want to say?
0: I mean, I'm still pushing celebers. All right. Also, I'm also thinking as well, we can abbreviate this to CBC. Celebrity Book Club. <laughs>
1: I enjoyed the fact that you had to like clarify what (laughs) CBC
0: the blank the blank look on your face told me that you did not get it as a
1: reference. No, I do get it. I was just thinking of any potential like CBC.
0: What what does that stand for?
1: (laughs) What is this? What have you got? Any social media news? Like how many followers do we have? No. How many likes have we got?
0: No. I haven't got much there. For
1: God's sake!
0: Listen, I'm a one man operation.
1: Well, I'm glad you value my contribution.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, episode <Ashman> <laughs> episode 4. This is a comic book. It's called Superman: True Brit, and it was published in 2004. And the reason this one makes it onto the list is that one of the co-writers of this book is John Cleese. Bit of a spurious link, I mean. It's not a
1: it's not as clear cut an option for yeah. a celeb, a CBC. Yeah, <laughs> um, good abbreviation. Thank but. you. But as some of the others that we've done so far, but there thought... is a celebrity collaborator, yeah. and therefore it counts.
0: And I thought it would be a nice sort of change. Also, I was thinking about this as well in terms of like. So we've been together now twelve years, officially, and over those twelve years, I have more and more revealed myself as a great. Mm-mm. giant nerdy geeky person. Mm-hmm. Not that I've just more and more revealed myself. <laughs> and, if anyone
1: and- has stopped listening at that point got, <laughs> no, this isn't for me. I don't no. want to hear about your revelations.
0: And I was thinking I was wondering when we first got together because I knew the depths of my general nerdery mm-hmm. but when we first got together, were you did you have any inclination as to you know oh 11 years time? He'll be asking me to play Dungeons and Dragons online with his friends. <laughs> is that something that occurred to you? Is that, Was there any telltale signs at the very beginning of our relationship?
1: Have you asked this question because you know what I'm going to say?
0: I'm interested to hear your response. <laughs> because as well, because, you know, d d is like the pinnacle of the, the point we're trying to make. But, you know, there's been a big upswing in, you know, board games. I've had comic books, you know, I've force this podcast on us. You know, there's a long, There's a long list of very sort of...
1: I think there's a big difference between a board game yep. and Dungeons and & Dragons. Wow. Dungeons... There is. <laughs> because Dungeons & Dragons, from my 12 years of knowledge now, is something which can last indefinitely.
0: Brilliant, because of it.
1: Sure. But when, when you ask me about were there any signs 12 years ago, I do remember staying at your flat that you shared with a friend back in 2009
0: yeah whenever I, i've got no idea like, i don't know a and terrible
1: i saw some some books under <laughs> your bed <laughs> and i was like what's this full-on expecting porn no
0: i bet you wish it was porn now I I
1: <laughs> m- maybe um but they were dungeon master guides. And I was like, what's this? Because I'd never heard of Dungeons and Dragons before. And then Adam was kind of like a mix of... Don't look at that! <laughs> <laughs> and also, let me introduce you to my world. <laughs> um, So if, yeah, the writing was kind of on the wall from from that point, really. I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. And if I ever question it, it's my own fault. Yeah, so that's true. That's And true. now that we have a legal obligation to, to yep. stay together so yeah
0: so you it's a very
1: happy relationship you
0: had some early signs yeah but i as a general rule i i'm a big fan of comic books yeah, yeah, yeah a fair yeah, number yeah. in my time yeah,
1: yeah i know that when i've taught like comic book stuff before in school you have mm. helped me out with that so yeah like cheers mate yeah. but i do remember <laughs> when i was doing my teach training that comic books were i would say comic books in the early days were much bigger in your life than they are now I would say,
0: yeah, my t- my taste has changed. Sure, I'm less heroes in capes punching people, and I and I prefer more a, a more of a a different angle. But we can we can talk about that in a at a later point.
1: But I think this book for this episode kind of links back to where it all began for you.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, definitely. Actually, if anything, this is kind of a good sort of like thing of what. Comic books can be and what I don't like them to be at the same time. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get into the, the crux of the true Brit. Sure. So it tells the story of Superman. Sure. Now I also don't know as well, like how familiar you are with the general lore of Superman.
1: I'm not, because so I have questions.
0: Okay. So it starts out pretty formulaic in terms of Superman. So it talks about. How he was born on Krypton. Yeah. Krypton's being destroyed. Yeah. He gets sent to Earth. Yeah. That's like the three big pillars of Superman's backstory. Sure. Th- not much really deviates from there. Then he gets raised by, or he gets found by a couple of farmers. Yeah. Jonathan and Martha, mm-hmm. who's the same names as in the original Superman, I was raised in America. Oh, really? Yeah. So-
1: Coincidence?
0: Coincidence. So, well, or Lazy. I think maybe Ooh. potentially more of a. So what happens is in the very original in the very original Superman in America, he gets sent to Smallville.
1: Oh. Uh, hence the name of the program. Yeah, in Can- okay.
0: I think in Kansas? No. And he's raised by Jonathan Martha in Smallville Canvas. Right. So in this version, he gets sent to Western Supermare.
1: Yes, he in does. England.
0: Yeah. Um, there's also, I think, when they're doing that bit as well, when they're setting that up, there's like a little reference that dates when this is meant to be set because it talks about him going to a great empire. Yeah. Yep. So it's obviously meant to be some sort of reference of Britain post-Britain, uh, post-war. Sorry, World War Two. Let's say, probably okay. is an appropriate kind of time frame. Okay. So he goes to Western Supermare. He's found by Jonathan and Martha Clark, Clark. and they name him Colin, Colin Clark. A classic British name. So instead of being, what's his name in the real one? Clark Kent. Clark Kent. He's now called Colin Clark.
1: As if I have the answer to that question. I know,
0: right? My mind went blank there. I don't really, I'm not really a fan of Superman. So he grows up in Western Superman. Mm-hmm. Martha and Jonathan. A
1: relatively normal life, all things yep. considered.
0: Yep. And then he starts to display his powers. Mm-hmm. And so he, it turns out that he's very strong. He can jump high. They catch him flying as well at one point. Yep. He heats up the cup of tea across the room yep. with these heat powers. Mm-hmm. All this is pretty standard Superman lore. You know, there's nothing here that's new. What is their take on it? And I think this is meant to be a reflection of like British values, but Jonathan and Martha tell him to stop it, stop it, basically. They quash all his powers. Mm-hmm. They're like, don't do it. And there's also some there's a bit there's a bit of insightfulness from there because they also say so that he should control himself and mm-hmm. be like a true Brit which is a sort of, you know, stiff upper lip nonsense
1: yeah, 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 yeah,
0: attitude. But there's also this people hate what they fear is another line that they say in the comic book as well, which is probably a pretty astute thing of, you know, those uh, sorts of attitudes. Sure. Um, and then it's also typified in their constant repetition of the mantra, what would the neighbours think? So much repetition of that that they abbreviate it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. To... it's like the what would Jesus do, yeah. thing, isn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah, so they abbreviate it to WW. T-N-T.
1: And then every time they want to talk about what the na- what would the neighbours think, they just say the abbreviation as yep. opposed to the phrase, which will probably take less time.
0: Yeah. So pretty all bog-standard stuff. And then Colin goes off to university. Yeah. There's an incident where he's trying to control his powers, but ends up throwing a cricket bat at someone. Impales the guy on the cricket bat. But that's it. That's the end of that. There's no, like, further comeback on that. Oh, there is. Well, Yeah, but much later. Yeah. Not at the time. Like, at the time, you'd be like, (laughs) what's going on? And then, so post Cricket Bat, he becomes a journalist. He gets picked up by someone called Badger White.
1: Peregrine Badger White. Peregrine
0: Badger White. So this is where we have another crossover with the original. I always... I, I can never remember the name. I always want to call him Jimmy White, but it's not Jimmy White because he is... A snooker player. A snooker no? player. He's called Perry White. In the... I don't know if he's in the original oh, comics.
1: Oh, okay. I
0: definitely remember him from the Dean Kane Amazing Adventures of Superman television program. The editor of the Daily Planet is called Perry White. So okay. therefore, British version, we have Peregrine White Badger. So again, it's just another like tie to the original. Again, you no know, sort of attempts of any form of originality
1: but he has all of this stuff about the the journalism that mm-hmm. he is i suppose celebrating or writing and then there's there's this whole like and i'll talk about it a little bit later this what what is journalism and a lot of the journalism that he is a part of the superman guy that he's a part of is very tabloid-esque
0: Yeah, so he gets picked up to be a journalist for the Daily Smear. uh, Gross. Which is owned by... Peregrine. Peregrine Badger White. White. But I think also... White Badger. White Badger. They also make reference to the fact that White Badger actually owns all of the media. Yeah. So it's obviously some veiled reference to Murdoch, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And as part of his job as being a journalist, he then starts to use his powers to
1: influence the news
0: influence the news but it starts off very it starts off very weirdly doesn't it so he's what well, he's got a day in the office and one of his colleagues loses a pen under an incredibly heavy filing cabinet right and so Colin goes I'll use my x-ray vision oh yeah there's the pen then he uses his super strength to list the filing cabinets retrieves the pen gives the pen back to the guy and then Colin's like ah oh maybe I should be using my powers for good. (laughs) Maybe I... (laughs) Just like this. I could change the world using my powers for good. And then literally, the next page, he's used his powers, hes x-ray vision, and spotted that someone, some celebrity is off having an affair, and he runs over and he gets the scoop, and then that's how he becomes sort of a celebrated journalist. And
1: that's the perfect example of using his powers for good. Yeah.
0: So it kind of reiterates a couple of things, both in terms of like maybe... The sour taste that all the people that are involved in this comic book have towards journalism. Because it is a very common theme in this book that journalism is like an incredibly low form of expression is the is the theme of this book, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But there's also this image as well of he has powers and then he immediately just goes out to use them for his own benefit straight away.
1: No, yeah, yeah, that doesn't last. That like, doesn't last. He, he does, or at least the character of Colin... Colin does kind of realise that he doesn't want to use his powers for for that kind of gain, because mm. he doesn't want to be part of this white badger empire anymore. Yeah. Um. But yeah, certainly initially. And I suppose maybe it's a comment on humanity. Don't we all want to benefit ourselves in some way, shape or form?
0: He becomes more and more prevalent as Superman.
1: Yeah, and he uses that as his... He uses the Superman character has a lot of stories for his tableau paper. Yep. So which which is seen as great and then loads of people argue about whether Superman is really super. They set him loads of challenges, blah 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 blah. Then things don't go very well for Superman because of the green so, thing yep. that he's got.
0: So that's so the irony of Superman's backstory if I remember this rightly and again I'm not a great fan of him so I'm not 100% familiar but it's part of his own planet Kryptonite is now poisonous to him because of his exposure to so what gives Superman his powers on earth is his exposure to our sun (laughs) sure so now makes
1: complete sense
0: as a result of that Kryptonite is now poisonous to him and it drains him of his powers
1: so he could never go back to Krypton
0: well Krypton's destroyed
1: yeah but if it were a thing
0: well, it's he not a thing. It's, it's blown up. What are you not getting about that? It doesn't exist. He <laughs> <laughs> can't go back.
1: Yeah, but... <laughs>
0: no, but just say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just asking. Okay, so... so he, he can't go back, basically. Yeah, he can't go back. For, for various reasons. Various reasons. Okay. That we,
0: we don't need to get into. No. Although I have very clearly explained <laughs> why. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> so, he then engages in a sort of increasing challenges with the media
1: yeah, yeah because yeah, they're yeah, not happy
0: yeah. they don't think he's that great
1: god this plot is going on isn't it
0: i know yeah there's, there's like... it's such
1: a multifaceted novel
0: and it's only like 90 pages oh, hey. so he engages in three challenges three supposedly impossible challenges that he succeeds and in... for him and in succeeding he then gets a medal for every time he does it yeah which he then refuses to take off
1: yeah
0: then we find at the very tail end of the comic that His nemesis throughout the whole process Mm -hmm. is a man called Batman, or The Batman. Mm -hmm. And we find out it's the the gentleman that's been impaled on the cricket bat. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the plot, really. And then I don't think there's any real conclusion other than the fact that that Colin just decides to leave Britain. He changes his name to now reflect Clark Kent, and he goes to America.
1: And the reason he chooses Kent is...
0: It's his favourite county,
1: yeah, <laughs> loser. loser, which is nowhere, it's like the opposite side of the country to Western Supermare, yeah. I think,
0: <clears throat> I think, well, am, am I right? Don't ask me, my we it is very well documented that my geography, sorry, is appalling. I
1: don't mean to put you on the spot, yeah, but I'm sure it's on the opposite side because Western Supermare is more like Devon way, is it not? Whereas <laughs> Kent is more like near where you're from, no,
0: Kent's not far. A couple of counties down from where I'm from. I'd have no literally no idea. I actually thought Western Sydney was closer to London. Oh so... no, I don't think so. No, I don't <laughs> I'll cut this out. I'm not gonna make myself look like a fucking idiot.
1: <laughs> uh also if you uh if you find the Britney Spears thing, if you could also send us a globe. <laughs> just a, just a map
0: of the UK we'll be fine. Let's not go full globe. I'm not ready for that. <laughs>
1: Okay, um, But anyway, the point being, I don't mm. understand why he's named himself Kent. Well, it just seems like a, oh shit, I've not said Clark Kent yet. Yeah, Best say it before I fly off to America.
0: So I think what it actually is, and it kind of points out to a general theme for this comic book. The various beats throughout the comic book is they seem to build very quickly to a joke that I then don't understand. <laughs> so... I think that's kind of what the Kent thing is. It's meant to be like a spurious, ha <laughs> ha winky winky, his real name's Clark Kent. Yeah. And this is how we, we're going to name him.
1: So it was meant to be funny, do you think?
0: I think it was meant to be funny because, do you know, the other thing that I think of as well is, so every time he gets a medal, he then goes home to his parents. But he finds that his parents have moved home. And I feel like that's a joke, but I don't understand it. I wanna talk
1: about characters now.
0: Okay, let's talk about characters then.
1: So, characters. And this is where my question comes in. Um, so obviously our main character is Colin Clark, but his real name? Krypton name? Is Cal L. Yep. Can you explain this for me, please? Because I was always under the impression the Krypton is not still there. Obviously I've learned that today. <laughs> But I learned that I thought that Krypton things were evil. So when he's sent to Earth, was he only sent to Earth for good? Or was he meant to be evil?
0: So, I don't... Do you
1: know what I'm asking?
0: Not really, but I'll try and answer the question as best I can, and then maybe something else will be revealed from what you're trying to get I'm just going to
1: close my eyes so I can listen to you.
0: Okay, so he's sent away from Krypton because his world's destroying. Sure. I really don't know enough about Superman to know whether Earth was a deliberate choice. Okay. The underlying story of not just this Superman, but Superman in general, is that he's raised in a way that gives him a morality. Okay. That he then applies his superpowers to... So it's one thing for him to be raised in a way that says you should do the right thing, you should help people out. But the extra layer is that he has also these powers that he can apply that morality to. So I think that's the underlying theme of Superman. Okay. In terms of him having powers and him being raised by human parents that give him this sense of morality.
1: So he's not meant to be like a bit
0: evil. I'm not sure where this bit evil...
1: I think because... I've, ne- I've never shown any interest in Superman at all until Rightly you f- so. until you forced this upon me.
0: Yeah.
1: But I've always had in my head that Krypton and Kryptonite are mm-hmm. like bad things.
0: Well, Kryptonite is a bad thing. to I Superman. know,
1: I know, which is why I'm now wondering whether him coming from Krypton mm. is some kind of evil thing. But no, it's not, is it? It's just that he's allergic to Krypton.
0: He's just allergic to Krypton. <laughs> he comes out in hives. <laughs> he needs an antihistamine. <laughs> and his eyes water a lot.
1: Okay. All right, okay. Um anyway, cut
0: that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely say, not.
1: <laughs> Colin Clark is a bit of a bumbling idiot, I've written down here.
0: Yes, he definitely is.
1: And think I I've questioned maybe this is the point is there some kind of like Britishness about being a bumbling fool? I think perhaps there is.
0: I think it's deli- deliberate. Yeah, I think it's to to give him a Britishness.
1: Yeah. I've written down he tries to be good but a bit wet mm. as an individual, especially with women. And I'll talk about that later on. Yeah. But then my the question, you've just answered.
0: Okay, good.
1: Um, so that's him. Have you got anything else to say about Colin?
0: No, not Colin. I just uh, say as well. So in this, they use, what was her name? They use, so he has a, a journalist colleague Louisa Lane Ferret. Louisa Lane Ferret. So Louisa Lane is obviously a reference to, and we actually even have reference to Lois Lane yeah. being her cousin. So that's, again, a tie back to the original concept.
1: But also, I've got a question about that, but remind
0: me in a second. Okay. And we also have Bart Olsen, who's a photographer. And in the original one, yeah, his best friend at the Daily Planet, should we say in the American version, is yeah. a gentleman called Jimmy Olsen. Oh, okay. Yeah? Yeah. So we just have all these sort of, you know, knockbacks to the original
1: yeah do you think that's deliberate or do you think it's lazy
0: i think it is deliberate and i also think it is lazy okay it is a deliberate thing because it is meant to be the whole point of this is that it's a spin on him being raised in britain it's not a spin on a different superman in terms of let's reinvent the wheel it is the only difference is that it's like a what if he was raised in britain so they don't really have to go out of their way to do it, but I think it's I think it's lazy. Dull. Yeah.
1: So if you've mentioned Louisa, so I'll talk about her next.
0: Yes, please do. So
1: Louisa Lane Ferret is a journalist, but mm-hmm. she like meets Colin at university, I think. Yeah. And Colin thinks that she is hot, but someone called her like a wet fish or something. And called her piranha. She she's a bit of a bitch. Colin is oddly obsessed with her. Mm. but she uses colin for her own gain so she asks him about his journalistic like projects i suppose and she shouts at him a lot she shouts at him for following like fluff pieces of journalism and that she shouts at him for not being a serious journalist only to then be a fluff journalist herself later on in the plot
0: yeah she doesn't she's not depicted in a great way is she she no doesn't she use Colin to get try and get close to Superman?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, she's a bit of a nasty pasty. And then you've got Lois Lane, who is her cousin, who rocks up about two-thirds of the way through the graphic novel. But her, they're cousins, but their last names are spelt differently.
0: Yeah, what well, that was I odd. don't
1: understand why.
0: No, I don't understand why. That was a strange choice. I don't know why they decided to do that.
1: Yeah, I didn't like that. Um, <laughs> but she's fine. <laughs> She's a bit boring as a yeah. character yeah as soon as you see like these characters come up that you know are definitely from you know the original version of superman you're like uh oh, okay mm. like you already know what to expect
0: yeah yeah
1: um so yeah that's those two have you got anything else to say about those
0: no i <laughs> I, I don't I, I did struggle with and i think we've also kind of maybe even highlighted what one of the overriding issues is with this book is that it's 95 pages long mm-hmm. not long it took us quite a considerable amount of time to discuss the plot and I don't even I feel like we really skimmed a lot of the plot yeah. there but there's just very little else about this really is there because like, like like we've already said because it's a what if mm. it's not a reinvention yeah so yeah, 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 they are really,
1: speculating on things that don't really exist
0: they don't really make any effort to improve or change or develop no. No.
1: The other two characters, well, there are some more journalist people, but mm-hmm. Jonathan and Martha Clark, yep. who were probably my favourite characters in really? the graphic novel because okay. they're so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so they're the adoptive parents of Colin Clark. Yep, yep, um, yep. They take him in. They don't ask questions. Nope. They acknowledge that he's in a spaceship, mm-hmm. but they do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just written down underneath their names, what is their motivation?
0: I mean, I, again, I'm speculating because I'm not a fan of Superman. I don't really like... I've not really watched any of the films, apart from that really dreadful one that we watched that was like three hours long. Do you remember when we watched that with Tim? Yeah, I do. Oh, boy. I don't like any of the original Supermans with Christopher Reeve. I don't like any of the new iterations of Superman with Henry Cavill. I'm not interested. I haven't, don't read comic books about him. So I'm not a big fan, so I don't really know a great deal about him. So this
1: was a good choice. This is a great choice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but my guess would be that i don't think from my mind martha and jonathan have kids
1: no i don't think they do
0: so i and the and i'm talking in the original not in any of this kind of oh stuff. sorry so i'm wondering if this is the original no <laughs> i'm wondering if the motivation is they don't have a child so therefore they have they take in this child but it is a strange thing even if you ignore this version and you just go back to the original as to why They find an alien baby and decide this is the child we're going to adopt. I don't know.
1: And then run away from him.
0: Yeah. So I don't... The answer to The long answer to your question was that. The short answer is I have no idea what their motivation (laughs) is. It's not I think if we asked the writers,
1: they would also probably say the same thing. No. Yeah. Yeah, they were my favourite characters. And then the other two that I've written down are Peregrine, White Badger mm-hmm. and Jimmy.
0: Jimmy. So Jimmy, Olsen, so Jimmy Olsen is saved by Superman, isn't he? Because he's yeah. hanging out of a window because yeah. he's abseiling off a building in order to try and take a nude picture of... A Eli- celebrity. Elizabeth Turley. I wonder who that's a reference to. <laughs> Cleverly disguised.
1: Pause for effects. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> elizabeth hurley in case you weren't <laughs> sure because i feel like we i feel like we've had to explain a lot of our jokes so far so <laughs> superman saves jimmy olsen yeah or bart olsen actually
1: and then jimmy like is the shadow of colin for mm-hmm. the rest of the story really yeah and then the peregrine white guy is the evil guy i thought the peregrine thing was like a clever because isn't a peregrine like a hunting bird
0: it's a yeah it's a bird of, bird of prey
1: yeah and he was Let me just he's whip out like, my
0: RSPB, <laughs> RSPB members bag.
1: Sorry, I, I might not know my counties, but
0: I do know my birds. I do know my birds.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a clever thing, but now since you mentioned the Perry thing in the yeah, American what did you think one, it was
0: clever for? What did you think it was? It's
1: like a per Peregr- If a peregrine is a, a hunter, okay, he hunts for oh, okay. salacious.
0: I see what you're saying. See what I mean? It could be that metaphor. Yeah, isn't there something I'm sure you will know as an English teacher? Isn't there something about? Having a name that's representative of your... Probably. Characteristic. <laughs> probably. I'm probably taught it at some point. <laughs> so that was the... <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> that was the plot. Helen is currently taking out her phone and Googling.
1: An aptronym.
0: Aptronym. Okay. is a
1: person's name that is regarded as amusingly appropriate for the ah. Um, I don't think it's amusing, but sure. So, for example, mm-hmm. Usain Bolt, yep, because he's so fast, exactly like a lightning
0: bolt. Yep, yep.
1: That's an aptronym. Very nice. Um, so we could argue. I'll that. edit
0: that later, so it sounds like you've just.
1: <laughs> Please do, no, Christ. Straight in. Don't make me look stupid.
0: So, why did they write this book? Well, <clears throat> I know that other than John Cleese, all the other people that were involved in the writing of this book, it is their job to write comic books. Jesus Christ. That's why they're involved in the writing of this comic book. Shame on you! <laughs> why John Cleese was involved. And this is 2004. So this isn't like... So this book, this comic book was published in 2004. Mm. So this isn't height of John Cleese, Monty Python, Fish Called Wonder, Forty Towers. None of that. My guess would be being cynical. He's probably paid quite a bit of money for not a lot of work. Mm. I don't know if there's any like, real creative endeavour for him in this there is monty python references throughout the comic book there are did did you pick up on them
1: i picked up on the fatty owls on the map
0: okay early on there's bicycle repair man, which right. is a monty python sketch okay so in a world filled with supermen no one knows how to replace a bicycle wheel apart from a bicycle repairman so that's a reference. Mm-hmm. There were two men fighting on one of the pages with a fish. They both had a fish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's the Ruttles.
1: Okay.
0: They're in a car that's falling out of a car park. So that's, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And then there's also, he, they even talk about uh, Michael Palin being yeah, somewhere in yeah. the North
1: Arctic North. Yep, yep, Yeah, Arctic Circle. Yeah. So there are like little bits of that that permeate the. Yes.
0: But as to you, why John Cleese wrote this or was involved in this, my base understanding would be he just probably got paid money to throw in a few ideas and give them free reign to use a bit of monty python
1: yeah i think um if you have an idea for setting a classically american story Mm. in the uk you might want a i've put here british institution like a person who Mm. is classically british in order to almost endorse what you're writing
0: yeah that's probably a fair point
1: so yeah i have written underneath this though did we need this book
0: oh definitely not (laughs) no um it was it was so badly executed that i just yeah it was not needed yeah Your favourite bits. We have
1: some favourite bits that we would like to talk
0: about. What are your favourite bits, Helen? So,
1: my first favourite bit... That we
0: haven't already discussed.
1: (laughs) That we have already discussed. was the first cricket match. Okay. So this is when he's at university and he is really trying to suppress his... Powers, mm-hmm. specifically in this case, his power of strength. Yeah. So he's playing this cricket match. Everything's going okay, and then all of a sudden, this strength overcomes him, and he chucks not the ball, the bat. He, <laughs> I don't know why he loses grip of the bat, but hey ho. So he loses grip of the bat, and it ends up impaling another guy. Great. So I have some questions about this section. Why is it laughed off when it just happens? So his teammates are pissed off with him because they're like, oh, you cost us the match, blah, 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 blah. And then then there's some things that are said in the moment which are just frankly a little bit ridiculous. And I don't understand how he essentially got away with it. So when the guy's impaled, he says, crikey, that's smarts. And then he says, it only hurts when I laugh. That's it. That's it. He cut the... Superman guy talks about the fact that he's been ostracised and he's a social pariah, but other than that, he doesn't say anything about how bad this actual incident was because if you do that in real life, you ain't living.
0: No, well, I mean, this is so. This is a good point. We should have got your brother or your dad in just to ask them. Have they ever? Have they ever played a game of cricket where the batsman has impaled the bowler on a bat? We, f- we, didn't, we we, we didn't did it well like
1: a lost that. opportunity so my <clears throat> my query about this is why isn't there a bigger deal made about this in the first place he's essentially just allowed to continue to go on with his daily life yeah as it was mm-hmm. and then he so he co- comments mm-hmm. on the fact that he is ostracized whatever and then says could my week get any worse and then underneath it was like yes it could he's back in
0: journalist school yeah see again i so this is kind of what i was saying at the very beginning where i feel like there's these setups for these jokes that are just such an incredibly long walk mm. and are not funny. Mm. Here's what I feel like is the, the, the event. They know Batman is a is a thing in the world of Superman. Okay, oh, I see. So they've gone, what's a clever way we can do a spin on Batman? And then they've gone, Oh I you, know what's British. I know what's British. I know what's a very British institution, cricket. You know what they use in crickets, right? Bats. crickets crickets Do you know what they... <laughs> this is like the prayer situation all over again you know what they... <laughs> you know what they use in cricket bats batman 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 there we go we did it yeah we yeah, got away to yeah. the joke and it's kind of like that i feel like it's repeated like that throughout the entire book
1: they just a bit like oh
0: yeah it's just disappointing to read yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway like, oh, okay, he yeah got arrested he's not arrested arrested. he basically got away with impaling a dude Mm. and his punishment is that this guy comes back later on as batman who by the way looks absolutely ridiculous in the drawings later on because he's like this rotund fellow who wears like a black cape much like batman Wears a black eye mask. He looks more like Zorro than he does Batman.
0: And it's... So he the cape also is suspended around him yeah. by this sort of like...
1: Cage thing.
0: Old school whalebone cage thing.
1: Because the bat is still in him. Yep. <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah. Bunkers. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. That was one of my favourite bits.
0: <laughs> you can really tell by our reaction. <laughs> he, there, yeah, he does have like another cricket bits.
1: incident when he when they set him these challenges and he has to play cricket solely Mm. by himself Mm -hmm. against the whole Australian cricket team and he panics because he doesn't think he's going to do very well blah 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 blah. and then he hits the ball and it becomes stuck in the guy's head so again another incident where he's critically injured somebody Mm -hmm. but there are no ramifications
0: Mm. So I wanted to discuss, wasn't really my, one of my favourite bits, but it is an integral part of the plot. I wanted to discuss the labours of Superman. Oh, okay. His three impossible challenges that he's set.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's supposed to be a joke as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So his three labours are, he has to make the trains run on time. Yep. He has to reduce hip or operation times within the NHS, I guess. And he also has to raise the quality of the BBC. Yep. Specifically, he has to raise the quality of the BBC, uh, so it makes it more a palatable viewing for those under the age of 30. Sure. Which is ironic, because at the time of writing this, John Cleese would have definitely been, like, well into his 70s. So, I don't know <laughs> where he thinks he's getting off saying the BBC needs to be a bit more trendy for the under 30s. I'm not sure. Anyway, so he makes... He set these three challenges and he succeeds at all three of them. Mm -hmm. After getting through all three of them, he then receives a medal from the queen that he then refuses to take off for the rest of the comic book. He's just constantly wearing these medals. Because you would. Again, again, it's another one of these long walks to the joke. He's constantly wearing these medals and it's not really even a joke. It just transpires that. It's a plot point. really. Yeah. The fourth medal he receives is then the kryptonite, which then saps him of his strength. But then he also, so the way he succeeds is he makes the trains run on time by both A, pushing the trains and then B, there's a a drawing of him explaining train timetables to train yeah, drivers. Yeah. So he basically says things like, if the train timetable says you been, meant to be there at half past seven, you meant to be there at half past seven. And then the train driver's going, oh, oh. right. Yeah, <laughs> of course. And then to reduce hip operation times, he suggests that the surgeons should play less golf. Yeah, and yeah. then he also then makes the first incision on a patient using his heat vision. <laughs> then, in order to raise the quality of the BBC, he puts in place of their midweek political show, which is obviously meant to be, oh shit, Newsnight. That? Newsnight, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, with the Dimblebees. He puts in place on the Dimble on the panel of Newsnight, Wanda Dimbleby. I don't know who that's meant to be. I think they're just trying to make a joke that it'd be more palatable if it's if it's a woman.
1: Wonder from the Britney Spears book?
0: Maybe. Vinny... (laughs) Callback. So also on the panel of Newsnight, Vinnie Jones, Victoria Beckham, and Frank Skinner. So that's his solution to make... The BBC more palatable. Yeah. So basically what happens is he supposedly succeeds at all three of these challenges, gets his medal, but then he later finds out that all these things just miserably failed. Yeah none of these plans supposedly work and they're all wildly unpopular and they still have all their problems.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. My problem with this plot point is that all three of these institutions are a very sort of deliberate attack on publicly owned. Yeah. And I was quite uncomfortable reading that. As someone who identifies as quite a left-leaning person, I think that there's just something very uncomfortable about the way that they go after those institutions, sp- specifically, like, to go after one of them, in and amongst other things, I totally get, but for all three of them to be very deliberately aimed at institutions that are publicly owned, I don't know, I, you know, maybe people will n- not want to be hearing about how I'm, you know, a left-leaning <laughs> socialist, but <laughs> what I mean is, it just made me feel quite uncomfortable, and but it was also felt... From their point of view, why were they why were they targeting those institutions? Mm,
1: that is a deliberate choice, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it is a deliberate choice. But
1: I, I do also wonder whether maybe not so much the train one, but the NHS and the BBC, because they are internationally known things. Mm. Is it easy to? Is that an attempt to try and like have a more global? reach and yeah. go, oh, this very British thing needs this guy to come and sort it.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
1: It's still it's still ridiculous. Yes. And it came across as very patronising. Very patronising. A criticism of like, NHS doctors don't go out and play golf.
0: I know, right? Well, I mean, I guess their point is meant to, be, meant to be surgeons, but still it feels it's still, Yeah, like, it feels uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, grim. <laughs>
0: Do you have any other bits? I do. Mm.
1: (laughs) Neither of my bits are quite as serious as yours. (laughs) Um, So the other thing that I quite enjoyed, because I've already said that I enjoyed them as characters, were his adoptive parents, Mm -hmm. Jonathan and Martha. The fact that they just kept running away. (laughs) But
0: again, I just... Thinking that they wouldn't be caught. Again, I can't understand. I don't understand. Is that a joke? No, I think... (laughs) What because
1: they <laughs> the way I read this okay. is because they were so uncomfortable with their son mm. and I use son in like yeah, inverted I see what you're commas. Yeah. Because they're so uncomfortable with their son drawing so much attention, okay. even though the world don't know for mm. the vast majority of the graphic novel that Colin... Clark is Superman yeah yeah and they're like oh no we can't handle the the stress or the drama of this so it's easier to just run away from the situation right which in itself is quite a British thing to do like rather than own it or face up to it I'd rather just like bury my head in a rock so they move from Western Supermare to the house next door in Western Supermare um he there, Colin goes and tries to find them and he's like zooming all over the place can't find them anywhere and then every time he does find them they're like oh we thought we told you yeah, we yeah. moved <laughs> and then they end, they move to Scotland then they move to the Arctic Circle yeah. and then at the end of the novel they end up on a boat going to America like oh they'll never find he'll never find or we'll see ya. Yeah, not knowing that actually he's also on his way to America lol um, <laughs> anyway they're, they're They're ridiculous characters, and this is just like an incident of them being properly ridiculous as well. But one thing that I knew, and this links to Superman, and I thought I was really smart about this, was when when they were in the Arctic Circle. Jonathan said that they called it a place of solitude. Wow,
0: yes. Tell me the reference.
1: Fortress of Solitude. Correct. I don't know what the Fortress of Solitude is, but I know it's a thing linked to Superman.
0: It's a place Superman goes. Is it icy? Icy Fortress of Solitude. It's a place he goes just to fucking chill out, man. So maybe He's got he a pool got pool table, karaoke no, he machine. Has not. Sure. No, <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was taking you seriously. <laughs> um, yeah. So they are my favorite characters, but they're also ridiculous. And maybe superman got the idea of solitude from them
0: maybe i i think because i struggled with that bit because again like i've made re- repeated comments on i felt like it was a joke but i just didn't understand it, or well, i it just didn't find was. it funny like, and they were trying to raise the stakes every time. Maybe maybe the first time it was funny when he was like searching everywhere and they were like, oh, yeah, we've moved next door. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. funny.
0: But then the other bits and the other bits. And again, the moving to Out of Circle was maybe just like a reference to be like Fortress of Solitude, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I... It wasn't... That bit wasn't for me personally.
1: Fair. I enjoyed it. But I also did think it was ridiculous. There was no explanation. Mm. They didn't offer anything to... Although at one point they did say... That it's this superman business mm. they did say that but yeah it was they're ridiculous the moves are ridiculous the places they move to were ridiculous so yeah cool that's why it's a favorite bit
0: helen's analysis
1: so literary analysis is quite a strong term to use for this particular novel so the the things that I'm going to comment on, I suppose, are quite similar to the Britney one. Things that made me feel a bit ugh. Okay. So, uh, mainly, a lot of the stuff that I have to say is about gross Britishisms mm. that run throughout the story. And I've written down the phrase British Empire from the very start, and I know you mentioned early on that mm. you thought that that was a, like a callback to post-war stuff, yeah. and maybe that gives it a a setting and maybe maybe you're right i just think it's gross just the idea of the word empire makes mm. me feel a bit sick yeah yeah though what would the neighbors think that's quite a very, that's quite a british thing isn't it like mm. keep yourself to yourself what would yeah. everybody think yeah
0: but then like twitching at the curtains to stare at everybody as yeah, well as this yeah. idea that everyone's watching in on everyone else yeah very judging
1: very very british um, and also the tabloid versus what is considered as good news. So there's this whole discussion with Colin and his parents about what kind of journalist he's going to be. They want him to be a postman because they see that as like a a perfect career. Whereas he's like, I want to be a journalist, mm. not a tabloid journalist. Don't, we, don't be so silly. Yeah. As if tabloid journalism is like the pits of all kind of journalism. But then uh, there's like a lot of horrible sickly sexual things in there as well mm. um so as they talk about the tabloid stuff they try and get the images of the famous female celebrity in the shower like yeah. it wouldn't be the same if it was a famous male um but also references to colin as well so when he's growing up there's a it like one of the first pages in the book he he the mum, Martha, makes reference to the fact that he was in the bathroom again. And then the dad, Jonathan, goes, oh, our boy's growing up. Yeah. Which is clearly a reference to him...
0: Sneaking off to have a wank.
1: Exactly. I'll but, say it
0: when you're not... If you're not comfortable. <laughs>
1: thank you. And um, when they talk about the fact that he needs to suppress his different... Mm -hmm. things when he's at school like don't be super strong blah 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 so they talk about the fact that there's now no super x-ray vision so he's like in a picture is him like looking away from a couple of girls in skirts and it's just like yeah
0: yeah yeah that's true
1: just get in the bin Mm. um and then of all the
0: ways they could demonstrate that he has like x-ray vision
1: exactly they
0: go straight to he'll definitely use it for him to look at at the pants
1: Um, and then at the very end of the novel as well, they talk about the fact that that Louisa journalist woman um, is now working for Peregrine White Badger, but he initially employed her as a page three
0: I know, yeah, I remember girl. that. Yeah. And
1: I was like, this. yeah, I suppose that's like a British institution-y type thing, but why? why do we need to make things so...
0: I mean, the only thing I would say in regards to that matter is that when up to that point we are met with a barrage of how terrible british print media is yeah yeah yeah. so although they say that it is awful it's also indicative of how awful that they are and how they're being portrayed as well
1: yeah i just think some uh, some of it is unnecessary i suppose Mm. Um, and the only other thing, because I mentioned this to you at the time when I was reading it, the spelling error. So every so often they would like throw up images of front pages of papers from around the country. And one of them was from Ipswich and they spelled Ipswich wrong. And yeah. I thought it was a joke, but everything else was spelled right.
0: Yeah, I don't really get why. So they spelled Ipswich, so i wrote it down here in front of me. I-P-S-W-I-T ch so ipswich rather than ipswich i don't know what that was
1: i think it's an error do you think it's just a stupid error i think it's a stupid
0: stupid error it is a thing with with these books i noticed i've noticed it more and the problem is my grasp of grammar in the english language is bad that i don't when i read it and i'm like that's a mistake and then and then i my immediate thought was that's a mistake and then my immediate thought afterwards was like hmm do i am i confident enough i mean Mm. i knew this one this is just an obvious spelling mistake but yeah i find it is a common trope with a lot of these books that there are just random spelling mistakes thrown in and it
1: just comes across as lazy it is lazy like if you don't know where this place is just use a different place name Mm. or know how to spell it right Mm.
0: adam's titbits so this was tricky um but there was three tidbits that i wanted to slap out on the table (laughs)
1: Don't use that phrase ever again.
0: Okay, cool. (laughs) So firstly, this was published in 2004. Mm -hmm. And we have said that it's quite a vociferous attack on print media in terms of both the characters that are involved, so the editor, Peregrine White, but also in terms of Colin Clark's involvement in as being a journalist, how very quickly he uh, goes into being quite a sort of gutter journalist. So this was published in 2004. The height of the hacking scandal in the UK it was 2005, but it had been rumbling on for a number of years. Okay. So we are right at a cusp of, like, journalism, specifically print media, newspapers, those sorts of journalists, coming under a great deal of focus in the wor- in the world, wider world. And like I say, it had been something that has been rumbling on for a number of years prior to that, so it's probably something that was often talked about, but 2005 is when it all exploded and... You know, people were actually prosecuted, people lost jobs, you know, Rebecca Brooks, all that kind of stuff. Murdoch Empire came sort of knocked down, but it was definitely took a hit. Mm. You know, he had to step away and so it does have its moment, though it casts a very one sided negative image of journalism, which I think is a very unfair. Like there's no subtlety to their portrayal of journalism
1: no not at all
0: whatsoever it is just on this basis of it's all bad it's all sleaze it's all muckraking it's all rumor and blah yeah. blah blah so that was one tidbit so there is a, a certain element of timing to this novel uh the other thing i want to one of the, the second thing i want to discuss was so there are four people attached to this comic book so you may not necessarily be aware but when it comes to comic books They are often written by a team of people, Mm -hmm. the reason being that one person will be responsible for story, storyboarding, dialogue. Then there'll be another person that's responsible for actually drawing the images. Then the colour person, there's a lot, there's actually sometimes one person that's just responsible for adding the colour in, for doing the outline drawings of them. So there are four people involved in this, including John Cleese. Out of those four people, three of them don't actually live in the UK, including John Cleese. They all live in America. Actually, John Cleese at this time is, I think he's living in... I think he's living in the Caribbean. Okay. And it's not necessarily a tit bit. It's more something that annoys me on a personal level. But given the targets that are aimed at in this comic book, we have the NHS, we have Mm. the BBC, we have um, trains, we have journalism, and they're all very British institutes that Mm. they're going after. I personally have a very difficult time listening to someone trying to make those points when they don't actually live yeah. in this fucking country. Like, I'm not under any illusion that everything is great in this country. I am very uh, aware of how shit things can be. But I also think that as a citizen of Britain and the UK, I'm enduring it so I get the right to complain about yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you've pissed off to go and live in your tax haven in the Caribbean, yeah, you don't have any right yeah. as a millionaire to be pissing into the tent, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, 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 But, that being said, I also would like to caution and temper that point by saying that even if you're an ex-citizen of the UK, Britain, and you now live somewhere else, it doesn't exclude you from having a right of, and, you know, an opinion about this country.
1: You can have an opinion, but don't try and make money at, about it.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and don't try and present it in a certain way, which you maybe necessarily don't actually have any kind of working mm. idea as to what it truly is like. Anyway, that was my second tip bit, which wasn't really a <laughs> tip bit; It was just more... More, a more yeah. of a rant. More of a rant. An uncoordinated rant. Yeah. But my third and final tip bit was um, I wanted to discuss a book that I had read when I was doing my master's and my PhD. Mm-hmm. It's called The Strange Case of the Tory anarchist, Mm -hmm. it's by an author called Peter Wilkin. And um, the crux of the book that's being discussed is that Britain, because of its history in terms of an empire, its educational system that it has in place, its once very strict sort of class um, system that it also has in place, created a certain type of person that he describes as a Tory anarchist. Sure. And these are people that are well-educated and come from pretty good middle-class families. And they now are sort of, they make their money out of the media. So either they're journalists or they're authors or comedians or actors or what have you. And they have this idea of the world that it's all shit. It should all be terrible and we should all complain about it but actually none of them want it to really change and they don't advocate mm. any change at all whatsoever and he points at people like um evelyn war who wrote novels and um you could definitely say that all the monty python lads kind of fall into this idea of you know they're all privately educated mm. they all went to oxford cambridge they all went straight into media work And now they sort of, you know, and like people like Ian Hislop, Mm. you know, this very sneery kind of crop of British person that has a very, you know, like Ian Hislop is like a millionaire and his wife's a millionaire. And he has this very sort of sneery kind of, it's all terrible, but actually there's no like real attempt for change or advocate for change or anything like that i'd rather
1: complain about it i'd rather complain about it exactly i'm actually very comfortable in my
0: yes and for me this comic book almost really kind of typifies Mm. that attitude from the likes of john cleese because i don't again i don't know how heavily involved he really was but i feel like what i've described there in the tory anarchist pretty much sums up this entire comic book yeah you know it's this sneering at all these establishments but you know we don't want it really to change and you know even if you do try and change it it won't work to your favor or it won't work or you know so
1: well that that's exactly what does happen in the the book though isn't Mm -hmm. it like he tries to change things in Mm -hmm. these different institutions and it all goes horribly wrong anyway very wrong and then
0: and the change doesn't last
1: yeah and because he's not happy with the change what does he do he goes to america yeah
0: leaves So those were my tit bits. Not as interesting as previous ones. And maybe a little bit more on the angrier ranting side (laughs) than previous ones. I don't know. (laughs) But um, I thought they were interesting, relevant topics in relation to this. I agree. Thank you. Reviews! Reviews! Okay, bear with me one moment. It was actually quite a tricky one to find um, a lot of good reviews about this comic book. This may be a surprise to you. So. We'll start with the five stars. There were some. Mm -hmm. So this was from Amazon. This is from Kurt Alex Furs. (laughs) This is on the 25th of May, 2016. He put five out of five and his written review was okay.
1: (laughs) Nothing else? Nothing else. Surely if it's okay, it's more of a three.
0: Well, he thought an okay was a five.
1: (laughs) Unless, like... The other stars come for packaging and postage. Yeah, he's, he's not
0: bothered mentioning those. <laughs> so this is this is another five star. This is also from Amazon. This is from 11th of December 2020. This is from Whim.
1: It's not long ago.
0: Whim. Stop
1: saying the name. <laughs>
0: Whim. <laughs> he's put in his comments. They put like the drawing. Aww. Aww. Single
1: <laughs> drawing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Just starts like that like one drawing. <laughs> Uh, so that was, uh, that was the two five-star reviews that I found that were worth reading. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, god. Okay, so this is a one-star review from Amazon. This is from Jeffrey Tischlish. Wow! I cannot believe how boring I found this book. While I did enjoy the artwork, the writing is just dull, flat, lifeless. I expected so much more from the man who wrote Faulty Towers. Not for Superman fans, not for Cleese fans, not for anyone, really. <laughs> it's like he's sort of realising that. He's like, well, it's not really for Superman fans, but it might be for John Cleese. No, it's not for John Cleese fans. But if it's not for John Cleese fans, it might be for some people. No, it's not for anyone, really. <laughs> So I enjoyed his trail of thought there on, on Jeffrey.
1: Thank you, Jeffrey.
0: This is from Jody. One One star. One out of five star. Bit shit.
1: End of review. (laughs) 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 Was that from Amazon as well?
0: Yeah. Well, they've asterisked the shit. But obviously, you know, they... That's what they meant. That's what they meant. This is from Goodreads. Okay. These are also still pretty low rating. Okay. uh, One star review. So George Lopez wrote, this is 95 pages book that was really hard to finish. Whoa! Which you know, I think it's probably pretty fair. It, it is a diff. Like I feel like I only read it as quickly as I did because it is only ninety five pages. Yeah. Like it took less than an hour to get through this, and there's no way I'd ever go back to it. No. Like I've read comic books where I've read and reread comic books over and over. This one, no way. Anyway, Nick, he put minimally funny. <laughs> 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 that was it. That was it from Nick.
1: Just like this minimal review. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So those are those reviews. What's your star rating on this one, Helen?
1: Um. Okay. So, I've written a problematic graphic novel that tries to be British, but is actually pretty gross. Yeah. One star. And the reason I've given it one star is because I found it quite easy to read. Okay. Just because it didn't take me very long. Yeah. And there are pictures. What about you?
0: I would also give it one star. I felt that this was lazy. Yeah. Dull. Yeah. I felt like this was sort of four guys that maybe thought, we've done a good job here, but they really hadn't. They Mm. probably did like an afternoon's worth of work on this at at best. I feel like, for me personally, because I do genuinely love comic books, graphic novels, those sorts of that genre... I felt like actually this was quite a patronizing mm. comic book like and I know there's there has been a very sharp trajectory of comic books where once upon a time there was this image of bad guy good guy one wears a cape one doesn't punch him good wins and now actually we're in we're into a world now where comic books are not necessarily really about superheroes it can be about all sorts of things like we've got um mouse is on our shelf yeah, which yeah, is one yeah. that's written specifically from uh about world war ii in which nazis are cats and the jewish people are um mice and it's about uh, the survival and struggle of the you know jewish family during that time you know it doesn't necessarily have to be good and bad heroes villains those sorts yeah. of things Um, And I think this is just typified in this. I think it's just a very patronising, lazy, dull piece of work. Yeah. About a hero that I wasn't a fan of. Mm -hmm. I will say this. When I was looking at reviews, a lot of the reviews actually said that there is a comic book about Superman and it's called Red Sun. uh, S-O-N rather than S-U-N. So it links (laughs) back to Superman gets his powers from being on Earth and being exposed to the sun uh, okay. of our universe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's also a link to the fact that he is a similar what if he gets raised in Russia. So that's why they've called it Red Sun.
1: Oh, uh, I see. And supposedly,
0: I've not read it, but when I was looking at the reviews, this one was cropping up saying, if you want this story but done better, read Red Sun. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know how good it really is because I say I've never read it and I probably never will because I don't really like Superman, but that, I the, that option the option Should is there. Should you be
1: a massive fan of Superman? Yeah, yeah. But the recommendation, based on today's discussion, no, don't is bother. Don't bother. Don't
0: bother. In this fact,
1: isn't. I think what was the name of that guy? Jeffrey? He probably said it best.
0: Not for Superman fans. Not for John Cleese fans. <laughs> In fact. In fact, this isn't for anybody. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey had it. Jeffrey had it nailed. So that is it for today's podcast. Unless you've got anything else you wanted to say, Helen.
1: I don't think so I no. think
0: are I you think... concerned about what the neighbours will think
1: constantly mm. just if you don't mind just checking outside though just to make sure that our
0: car parking space is still there <laughs> yeah that is a concern fine <laughs> um, excellent well thank you very much and uh, yeah we hope you enjoyed today's episode we'll uh, see you next time yep bye bye <laughs> Thank you to all those that have listened to the end of the podcast. Please like, subscribe, review and recommend us to everyone you know and all your friends. A special thank you to my best friend Andy Proudfoot for his technical assistance and patience when it came to answering my endless audio recording questions. Thank you. Bye.